Hello, and welcome to the Aquilting Life podcast. I'm Sherry McConnell from Aquilting Life. And I'm Chelsea Stratton from Chelsea Stratton Designs. And this podcast is airing on August 8th, 2022. We are super excited because... Well, we're actually taping it early, but as yeah. of today, Chelsea's kids are back in school. My kids are back in school. <laughs> yes. It's a very exciting slash like nerve wracking day because I have a yeah, kindergartner, a kindergartner in school for the first time. Yeah, they're all they're all in school, guys. All at the same school too. Yes, yes. I was telling Billy I'm really excited though because we can maybe film a little bit more on different you know days so right it'll be kind of nice but yes we're very excited bittersweet because my youngest is now in kindergarten so yeah he's very very excited yeah and it's really interesting because billy and candace and you were all at the elementary school at the exact same grades as your children are Whoa! Yeah, oh, really? I did not yeah. even realize this. That yeah. is so it's true. Just that I had a baby at home too. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not thinking of a fourth. So we had a fifth grader and a second grader. Yeah. And a oh well, oh, Harper's wait. third. Harper's third. So it's We're almost close. close. Basically fifth, the same. Fifth in kindergarten. Yes, fifth in kindergarten. Yeah. That so. is so wild. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. Exciting times, you guys. Yes. Well, we have a lot to share today. Let's just get started and have you talk about the quilts. Yes. Let's jump into it. So I'm just so excited that we could finally share Simply Delightful and we have loved... (laughs) That's the perfect music. (laughs) We have loved sewing with it and being able to share it with everyone. So I know everyone got a glimpse on the last podcast of these quilts, but we're going to take a closer look. So on the wall today, we have Dazzling, and I absolutely love Starblocks. I know mom does too. So this is kind of a fun twist on that. And what I love about it is you're mixing two different prints in one block, which is kind of nice. So this is Dazzling. It's fat quarter friendly. It's 70 inches by 70 inches. And I did use the tone on tone background it matches the bella 200 um and the beautiful quilting was done by marion bott and i love this design so much she did it on one of mom's one of mine too and to actually both of the quilts i have today she did the same one yeah and i love it do you know what it's called i don't know but it's kind of like questions yeah i will find out because kind of like that baptist fan type of look but with the little bubbles but with the little bubble circles in it which is really cool yeah it's really cute and then i will clarify mom did the binding on all my quilts so that's (laughs) That's why it looks so pretty. Yeah. So dazzling on the wall. And then on the table, we have friendly blooms. And it is patchwork. So cute. Blocks with flower blocks. And I will say I want I I've had some questions. This is jelly roll friendly and also some fat eights for the flowers and some yardage. But 59 by 69 inches. And I've had some questions about the flower blocks. And Billy and I will do a video where we talk more about that. It's a little bit tiny piecing, but not anything too crazy. So when we do a video with just showing this quilt, I can talk more in detail about that. But it's so much fun, you guys. I thought at first that 
it would be difficult and take me a lot of time to make. And it just flew by. It's adorable. Yeah. And mom already this morning, she's like, hey, I need the pattern. I'm like, okay. I'll <laughs> well, because what I'm going to do, I'm going to make three blocks, two patchwork yes. and a flower. And I'm going to put it on the wall in my sewing room. Yes. I think that would be a cute little wall It hanging. will be so cute. Yeah. It will be so cute. So yeah, give me the pattern. I shall. <laughs> okay. The patterns will be linked in the description of this video so you can find them in my shop there so find them there look for them there yeah. and yeah they're awesome those are the quilts i love them i'm excited about them yeah and you'll have individual videos coming out later on and yes and the next time it's your turn on the podcast you'll have your other two right yes, yes. yep i'll have two more to share yeah but yeah okay oh, oh one more thing can i yes. say one more thing you'll notice i did I actually put a border on one of my quilts, you guys. How shocking is that? Mom is always the one that does colorful borders. I love this pink oh, border. Oh, the pink border yeah. is so cool with the teal. With the teal stripe yes, binding. Yes, binding. Yeah. Yes. I just love. Just noting that very quickly because I shocked myself yeah. that I actually put a colorful border on. While we're talking, do you want your leftovers from the bindings? I have like, I think yes, I... Yes, I do, okay. mother, because then I could make a scrappy, a scrappy binding. binding. Okay, remind me to give mother, you Mother, mother, mother. Scrappy okay. bindings guys that's where it's at and mom has a tutorial on that uh, yes <laughs> okay it's an old one but yeah yeah no mm. okay so today's new find an old favorite is the magic pins and this little packet was actually in my most recent so sampler box and it has the two that i like the most the extra long with the pink top and then the quilting pins. And they're pretty long, too. They're an inch and three quarters. They're still long. And I think yeah, they they're are. still longer than a lot of yeah. pins. These pink ones are two and a quarter inch. I actually brought my pin cushion. What I love about these pins is the little tips are super easy to grab onto. Yeah, they're like grip. Yeah, they're They gripped. have like grooves on them. And right. that's why I love them so yeah. much. Yeah, so... I was glad that to see this in the Sew Sampler box yeah. because I feel like it'll introduce a lot of people to these pins. And I actually heard about them from Corey Yoder at Market several years ago. I feel like it was around the time our Labor of Love book came out, and or not Labor of Love, Sunday Best Quilts. Yeah. And I've been using them since then. I went right home and ordered some from Back Quarter Shop and... They're my favorite. So really great pins. They're yes. the ones I use all the time. I just got the pink ones. And oh. that's that was the first thing I noted was the the blue already. I'm like, yeah, these are these are super long. But the right. pink are even longer, which is super nice. Yes, I think they're about a half an inch longer. Yeah. So I love them. Yeah. But yeah, the grips make me feel better about not like losing a pin or Right. Yes. Yeah, so that's the new find. Uh, we also wanted to give you an Emma Fabric update. I was yes. actually in a Zoom meeting a couple weeks ago with Mr. Dunn, the owner and founder of Moda Fabrics, and he addressed the supply chain issue for just a minute and said it was doing a little bit better. He did say that there is still an issue with these uh, car what are they called? Cargo, the cargo ships. ships. Car well, yeah. the, what are the the storage containers from yeah. the cargo ships? They've actually been loaded off of the ship, but they're waiting for trucks to, to get bring there. them to Moda. So, yeah. And 
I know that Joanna Figueroa's Christmas stitched collection has been really delayed. Oh, it, that makes me sad. Yeah, it was. They were supposed to have a Fat Quarter Shop sew along in July with that, <gasps> and it's delayed till the end of August. So there are. So I don't know if we're out of the woods yet with Emma. We yeah. haven't heard, but we just want to let you know you probably should prepare for it to be a little bit late uh, for sure. Yeah. Just you know they're doing better, but. There are still. And we will keep you updated yes. with all of these. Yeah. I definitely don't feel like it's going to be August. I feel like it wasn't that our original yeah. ship date, August. Yeah. So I, I think we're looking at September, October. So. Yeah. But, I've had a couple questions about it. So. Yes. But we will keep everyone updated. Right. About that. Yeah. And now I think Billy has some things to share that came in. Yeah. I'll... Uh... I'll actually do my part first, and then I'll then I'll jump into the listener quilt section, our new section here. Okay. So, um, one thing regarding me, since my mom and sister have already mentioned, Chelsea's kids starting are starting school today when this is released. We're recording it earlier, like they said as well, so they're not in school right now. But now that they are in school, are going to be in school. That will give us now a chance to actually film that project that I've mentioned. <laughs> Or, you know, even before summer started that Chelsea and I are going to do. So with that free time, we'll be able to, she'll be able to come over here for a whole day and we'll be able to knock that out pretty soon. So hopefully by sometime in August, that will be released. And then <laughs> the other thing I mentioned when we did our goals, mid, mid-year goals review, I said, oh yeah, I remember I was going to be more active with the Facebook group. And by the time this episode airs also, I'm hoping to have all requests approved. I'm t- I'm, I've broke it down to like trying to get 100 people approved a day. Oh, wow. Here's the thing. If you are listening to this and you want to join the Facebook group, please, please, please answer the three questions. It's, yes. it's what's your favorite quilt block? How long have you been quilting? And even if you don't want to share those, just, just put NA, but it lets us know that you actually read and typed in something in those questions. And then the last question is if you will abide by all the rules of, of the group, basically just keeping it quilting oriented, nothing religious, political, just the group is for quilting and all that and, and no selling products yeah, and stuff right. like that. Right. Is yeah. that pretty that's, much, that's the pretty much basis the of it. Yeah. So if you answer all three of those, it's a really quick approval because then I know it's a person who read it, answered it, and I can approve you really quick. It's when, people don't answer those that I have to, it takes more time to investigate just to make sure that we're not approving a bot or somebody that's, you know, trying to mess up the group. So that's what takes time. And that's where it's sort of got backed up. So just for those of you who have already asked, you should be approved by now. If not, and you want to in the future, please, please answer those three questions. It'll make it a lot faster of a process. So Thank yeah. you for bringing that up because it really is a great group. People share some amazing quilts. Amazing quilts. With our fabrics and with our patterns. Yeah. And sometimes they'll use our pattern, but somebody it's else's fabric, fabric. But it's still amazing and very inspiring. Yeah. And sometimes there are scrap quilts with our a bunch of our collections put together that are just incredible. So yeah. I, that that's what we created it for. And that was what the purpose was. Was and yeah, a space so. where everyone can get together and share their creativity. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, it's well said. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so Okay, so now okay. I will move on to the the next section that we're going to start sharing. And I showed Chelsea these quilts mm. before we recorded today, but I will pop them up on the screen. So the first one is from... Well, actually, we have two stories to share, and they're both named Robin today. So, oh. <laughs> so the first one, though, is regarding the coral garden quilt from my mom. So I'll go ahead and read some of the email as well. Hi, Sharon, send you pictures of my finished quilt top. This project made my heart so happy. I wanted to make it the moment you unfolded it in your video. Uh, she made it larger, 100 inches by 100 inches, and she said it wow. was a challenge because she didn't order enough cream fabric. But um, she got the print fabrics from a couple different places, local shop, fat quarter shop. She said, I, I used only Moda, and I hope you can see that I used a lot of Sherry and Chelsea fabric. I used a stripe in the inner border. Not sure if you can see it. I love the softness of the colors, and your prints are so pretty. My sewing machine is a new machine. It's the model my mom taught me to sew on. And so there's some, she mentioned some other mistakes she made along the, along the way, but, um, you know, we can see that it came out really good. Yeah, it's beautiful. And the pattern for that quilt is actually in a Moda Martingale all-star yeah. compilation book with lap quilts. So yes, she made it quite a bit bigger because the original quilt is not that big. So yeah. And then she also um, sent a picture of a peppermint twist, which is your fabric, Chelsea. Yes. And she made it with summertime fabrics. She said this pattern was a lot of fun too. And thank you for all you guys do and all of your time. So there's, um, I have your quilt, the peppermint twist yeah. up there. But you said that sort of threw you off because it was a Christmas quilt. Yeah, so it's initially. in our home for the holidays book. And I loved seeing her do it in summery right. spring fabrics, which really I was like, whoa, this is so cool. And it kind of shows that that pattern can be used with any fabrics. It was beautiful. It's beautiful. Right. I loved it. Yeah. Peppermint Twist is from the Home for the Holidays. Right. And since you brought up Home for the Holidays, we should also just give a quick update. We will be starting that sew along this yes. fall. We both have our quilts done. Mine's quilted and bound. Chelsea's is at the quilter. And we will be coming up with a PDF of fabric requirement. It might be, if it's available now, we'll have it in the description below. If yeah. not, it will be available shortly because this isn't airing till August 8th. August 8th. Yeah. So we might have that ready by then. Yeah. But we'll also be just, yes, we will have all that information for you if you want to start gathering fabrics. Chelsea did a red and green Christmas version. I did a multicolored version using Emma Fabrics. Yeah. And yes, so that is still happening. We've actually already filmed some of the videos. Yeah. It's so, going to be so much fun. Yeah. I love that we both have two different versions. Right. That way it gives people options to kind of see what they can make right. out of it. And right. and we can probably pop up a picture right here of my quilt. Because, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mine's okay. still at the quilter, so we can yeah. show moms. Yeah. So, and yeah. if that, if yours gets back before he edits this video, we can pop yeah. that one in too. Okay. Sorry. Awesome. No, that's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of things today, guys. Yes. Definitely want to promote that that so long. So, okay, the next person that we're going to share here, it's actually not, we're going to show a picture, but it's not a quilt, one of your patterns, but it was a, a neat story that, that was sent in to my mom about someone else's quilting journey. And it goes along with what you guys were talking about a couple episodes ago, 
finishing those works and project works in progress, you know, over a long term period. So uh, again, this is from another Robin. Uh, she said, I'd like to tell you about my quilting life. I learned how to hand piece and hand quilt in the 1990s from a lovely elderly neighbor when I first moved to Memphis. Under her direction, I made nine quilts by hand, the classics including Trip Around the World, Log Cabin, Double Wedding Ring, and my 10th quilt was a red and green Ohio star with Christmas prints. The top was finished and the backing was prep, prepped and then life got in the way. Um, each year I said to myself, I will get ready, I will get my quilt ready for next Christmas. And, Matt, and then she sort of paints a nice picture here. She says, imagine the following animation. The calendar pages tearing off as the years turn into decades, turn into a new century. When it was 2021, I said, in all caps, enough. I don't have to hand quilt my Christmas quilt. <laughs> she said, I can send it off and have it quilted by a long arm service. Luckily, there was one in Memphis, and in two months, my quilt was finished. It was on my bed this past Christmas. So the picture of that is, oh is up now on the screen. And then she continues and says, Since then, I have given myself permission to return to quilting with all the modern bells and whistles, sewing machine, rotary color, cutter, rulers, your books, planners, website, blog, and Etsy shop having, have given me much inspiration. And... Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So she 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 goes in a little bit more, but that that she quilts on Sunday. It's her personal time and her happy time. And uh, she says, "Thank you for all your cre creativity. It's going to to good use." Yeah, I loved that email. Was... I love this so much because it is so okay to hold space for the beginning part of your journey, but still embrace the new. Right. It's awesome. I love that story. Well, and you know, my grandma, your great grandma, yeah. she hand quilted all of She never sent Everything. a quilt out to a quilter I ever. Know. And I think as she got older, she asked me about that a couple of times. And I told her, well, grandma, just send them to me and I'll get them quilted for you. Yeah. And she never did. But I did, after she passed away, my mom gave me a couple of quilt tops and one of them I got quilted right away and I sent it back to my mom. So my mom has, has it. that scrap quilt that her Good. mom made and it's machine quilted. But I think I have another one in a box. I need to just get that out and take it to a quilter and get it quilted. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, if that quilt was started, which I'm thinking it was, because she mentioned decades, right. well, she mentioned the new century, so that quilt had yeah. to have been started in the 90s. In the 90s, it's right. So and crazy. just finished in Christmas of 2021. Right. Yeah. So you're looking at, you know, 30 years, around 30 years of, uh, yeah. of finishing that quilt. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Keep sending those yes, emails. Yes, please. We have send more them. to share. So yeah. it might take a couple podcasts if you send it in. But yeah. yeah. But I think that's, that's a good we segment. We will get it yes. shared, y'all. <laughs> um, and then, so with that, we'll, we'll jump into the, the main topic of today's episode. And I just wanted to mention that it is a topic that has been discussed in past episodes, but not for the entire episode. So every yeah. once in a while, this subject does pop up. Either it's been through listener questions. Um, I think you guys chose to talk a little bit about it. I even saw in, this is two years ago, episode six, because I was looking through, oh, uh -huh. there was a segment um, where you talked about quilting as a business. Uh, but today you guys are gonna really break it down more 
And we know that this may not be everyone's goal to start a quilting business, but you do get questions about it. And there may be um, aspiring quilters who want to turn their hobby into a business like the both of you have. And so basically you guys are going to jump in and hit different key points about what it would take to, you know, how to start a quilting business, what you guys wish you would had known, where to start and how to implement all these different things. So guys, take it away. Teach yeah. everyone how to do Teach it. Everyone. Yeah. Can I start? Is that okay? Please I just, do. I want to preface this whole thing with an experience I had on an airplane. I'm trying to remember when it, if it, it might've been, one of the last times I flew before the pandemic. But anyway, I got seated on this airplane in between these two women who were obviously business professionals, I could tell. And this I is thought, about the orthodontist. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> best story, you guys. Okay, so sorry. So one of them was an orthodontist and the other one was an ophthalmologist. And we all, and boy, I felt like, <laughs> oh, like my business is way down here. These two went, but anyway, the, the orthodontist, she was actually returning from a wedding that she had been to. She was from India and she had been, I believe, to Oregon for this wedding. Anyway, she was an orthodontist, but she also had an MBA and I said, wow, and I don't know, we just all started talking about what we did. And she said, yeah, I, I got my orthodontics degree, but I, d I knew right away I was going to run a practice and that I needed business knowledge. And so she said, I went and got an MBA. And she said it was the best thing I ever could have done. And the other woman who was an ophthalmologist, and I believe her husband was also a doctor of some kind, as well, she said the same thing. She said, I so regret not taking business classes. And, and I said, well, you know, I'm on a much smaller scale than you two, <laughs> but I regret not taking business classes. Yeah. And it just kind of really made me realize how important, especially in today's world where we have so many people who own their own businesses. And, and that was even before the pandemic, before yeah. everybody went to work from home and some of them stayed there. So anyway, I think I feel like this is a great topic, even if you don't have a quilting business or a yeah. desire for a quilting business, any kind of business yeah. or, or your children or your friends or. Yeah. So these are hopefully some helpful tips that will help anyone. Yeah. So. I love that. I loved that story. You I guys. came home and told you about it. I yes. remember. <laughs> yeah, because she knew who my orthodontist was. Right. Yes. I mentioned to her yeah. who your orthodontist was and she, she knew him. Yes. <laughs> so small world. Yes. Small, small world. So and there also I just want to clarify too, there are so many aspects to this. You can you might want to be a pattern designer. Yeah. You might want to be a fabric designer. You might want to sell quilts or bags that you've made. Yeah, you might want to open a quilt store. Right. Like you, there's so many avenues that yeah, you can take. Right. Whatever you, your business idea is. Exactly. There is blogging. There is podcasting. Yeah. There is YouTube. It's all business. It's so, there are so many avenues. So yeah. where do you want to start? Do you want to start with what you wish you had known prior? 
Yeah, because okay. after reading, so after I got the outline and was reading them, one and two kind of go hand in hand for me, really. Okay. But I, I think we should start with with number two. I I think, and that is what you wish you had known right. prior to starting your business. Right. And the the first thing that popped into my head was, it is a journey, it's not a race. It is oh, not. I love that. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. And I and I think when I first started, I thought I have to go zero to a hundred because I I had this example, and mom is not. Oh yeah, my business. That is never how she has been. I just really, really admired how I really admired her quilting journey, and there was a lot I knew I could learn from her. But I think at the beginning, I thought I had to achieve all these these things and these milestones right at the beginning and i wish i would have just realized it really is a journey and you enjoy every aspect of it and it's not you're not racing it's not a competition yeah yeah i love that i put a lot of pressure on myself you're trying to catch up to her immediately immediately yes and you know that yeah that was kind of like my yeah, I just felt like there was a ton of pressure to kind of catch up to her. And it, once I let that go, it, yeah, it was so much better. I, I love where I'm at. I love where I'm going. And I think that is uh, really, really important. Yeah. I love that. I feel like I'm almost the opposite. I I kind of unintentionally started this business. Yeah. you totally. know, I've said before, I really did start the blog just to keep mm-hmm. track of my projects. And it was actually prodding from other people that to do it. Yeah. And I am really grateful for those women who, you know, reached out to me and said, Hey, I think you could do this, or I think you could do that. And yeah, I so that's one thing I wish I would have maybe been a little bit more intentional. I wish I would have maybe had a plan when I started once I I realized, yeah, once I realized it was a business, I should have made a plan. Yeah. So you kind of wish you would have implemented that right at the start. I see what you're saying. And I think that that also is important and goes in line with it's a journey. You're yeah. Even though it's not a race, you still have a plan set in place. Right. It's important to have micro goals that lead to goals and right. achieving those things. So I agree. I think that's really, really important as part yeah. of it. And then along with that is record keeping. I wish I had, you know, started keeping better track just even of all my blog posts and that because now I have, you know, thousands of blog posts. Yeah. I don't know and, how you filter through. <laughs> you know, and sometimes I wish I had just kept better records at the beginning, better put more tags in my post so that I can find them. The ones that I did, once I started doing that, I can I can go back and search the categories on my blog. Yeah. You know, table runners and I can go back to see everything that's about the, the table runners. Anything I tagged with a table runner, yeah. I can go all the way back and find it, but at the beginning I wasn't doing that. I wasn't utilizing those yeah. tools for organization that were available to me. So. Yeah. Those are all great ones. I love so, that. Yeah. So I just thought, let's see. I, I just have some thoughts that I I have 10, well, nine tips. Do you want me to just go through these Oh, my these goodness. First? Please, please. I don't have nine. Okay. So. <laughs> this is primarily with 
uh, it's primarily thoughts on blogging, but it really does apply to Instagram, YouTube, yeah. anything like that. And let me clarify, this next one is top, the, we, the outline says top five tips to give someone who's wanting to start a quilting business or any business because this will still apply, I believe. Right. Okay, so the first thing is if you're if you're going to, and this is kind of, I guess, act after you've actually decided that you want to do something because you have to get your material out there some way. Yeah. I guess I could add what I wish I had known prior to starting a business was that how effective YouTube was at gaining an audience yeah. too, because we didn't realize that until the pandemic, the that so many people came to us from YouTube who had never seen the website, who don't go to Instagram, who yeah. don't go to Facebook. There, there are just, there's just, that was one thing I really didn't realize. But once you've decided to start post regularly, whether it's Instagram, your blog, your YouTube, you know, start with weekly. So whether you put up a video a week or a post a week or, or a, yeah. a photo a week, whatever, yeah. just start. Make it consistent. Consistency right. is the key. And I think sometimes, like me personally, I'll get in the headspace, oh, people don't want to see too much. No, they do. Yeah. That's why they're in your community. Right. And that, yeah, that's the importance of it is stay consistent with good posts right. that you've planned and and are important to you and implement those and start weekly. Right. Yeah. Number two is to plan ahead. It just makes it so much easier I wish I had learned this a long time ago, but now I plan my content out at least a month, sometimes two and three months in advance. And I, you know, think about we just ha we just shared the simply delightful fabrics and quilts. It was so easy to get on Instagram, yeah, that first week oh. because we knew what we were going to share. Yes, it right? was so nice. And this was the first year. Mom is pretty good about planning. And this was the first year I really realized how important that was. And it was the first time I had had all my quilts done, all my patterns ready before we released. And it was so nice. Yeah. We went on a vacation that week yeah. and I didn't have to worry uh, the week before when right. I was gone about anything because all my posts were prepared. Right. They were ready. Yeah. And we were actually out of town the week yeah, that we you, shared yeah. with your daughter. Mom, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And, but it was okay. And, but I, you know, you can do that year round. You can do that. You can go through the whole month of August and say, well, I'm going to post about this on Instagram on the yeah. first week and this on the second or what, wherever you're or your trying to make or your blog post, yeah. wherever you're trying to put that material out there, just jot it down in a calendar. I wish I, if I had started doing that 10 yeah. years ago, I would. Be, but I will say yeah. mom is the queen of this. My quilter, our quilter, uh, Marion and I have this really, really funny joke that we laugh about now. I had dropped off a quilt one day <laughs> and I was like, Marion, I'm so excited. I have all my quilts done this time. And, you know, mom is off being like six months ahead of everything. And Marion goes, I know. I always ask her, are you working on things for 2025? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, mom is super awesome about that preparation and uh, getting things planned ahead of time. And it really does make it smoother. It makes it really, really helpful. Yeah. Okay, the next one I have on my list 
is to look at analytics. And I actually, I'm probably going to pick on Billy for this too, but I have to be better about this. Yeah. If you have a blog and as soon as you can track it through Google analytics, get the real time data, the Instagram shows what's it called? Insights? Yeah, it's insights. It's a tab if you have a business profile and you can kind of look at, oh, what was your engagement like? What was... Who's your audience? Who's your audience? What countries are they coming from? What is their age? Yeah. I think your YouTube, right? You have Google Analytics for... Yep. Yep. Google owns YouTube. So they... Right. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. But analytics and for, you know, starting a YouTube channel is very key as well. Right. I mean, but it's, it's all provided for you. It's, it's, you can get pretty much information about anything from, you know, individual videos to the channel in general and everything. So yeah, it's definitely important to right. see who's watching your content, reading your content, viewing it, and then setting up a business plan based on that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I've started doing a monthly blog post with the favorites from that month and the it, analytics are helpful the, for Yes, that. because what I do is I go through on the last day of the month and I look at the top five most popular posts for that month. Yeah. And sometimes it's really surprising. For example, for July, the most popular post was the 10-day challenge that I did. I am not surprised by this, so, though, because that was super cool. Yeah, but this is the thing. Saturday 7 has not been beat since I've been doing this. Really? That was the first time that a post beat out Saturday 7 for the number wow. one spot. Yeah. Your Saturday 7, though, is so consistent. So, it's right. obviously Saturday 7. Like. Yeah. So that was really interesting. But if I had started doing that earlier, looking at those stats, looking at what people want to see a lot earlier, it would have helped me plan my content a lot more easily. So the next one is really, if you really get into it, work on search engine optimization. That is primarily for blogging, but also for YouTube. You can optimize those titles. I know Billy is really good about trying to get the main topics that we share into the title. So if somebody's searching that topic, they can find it. Easily find it. Right. Yeah. Let's see, this one actually start an email list. Oh, so are you calling me out? I'm kind of calling you out. (laughs) (laughs) I need to do it so bad. And I should have shocked. I do not have one absolutely shocked because I have so much that needs to go out in an email list. I should have done that people a long time ago. It will happen. Yeah. This week. So I use MailChimp. A lot of people swear by ConvertKit. Hmm. So there's pros and cons to all of them, I feel like. So, but yeah, you should, and even if you only send out a monthly newsletter, you know, just start getting an email list of people that want to hear what you're up to. Now. So. I'm putting lots of exclamation points. Yeah. Okay, mom, it's going to happen. Okay, this one I've talked to you about before too, but I'm getting called out today. Uh, uh, For my blog, personally, about 7% of my traffic comes from YouTube, but another 7% of my traffic comes from Pinterest. Oh, gosh. And the way, the only way I feel like to use Pinterest is by using Tailwind, which is an app where you can upload all your photos and it will automatically post them onto Pinterest for you at the best time Tailwind also works with Instagram now. And there are other apps too, like Plan and Planoly. Yeah. And just do the research and 
you know, if you don't have time to do it every day, do the research and get an app that where you can schedule everything. Yeah. But Pinterest, Pinterest is, is huge. Very, it, it yeah. is. And I do know that. But yeah, I need to implement. Right. I was doing so good with Tailwind and then yeah. fell behind. But it's great because with Tailwind, you plan ahead, right. which means you don't have to worry. The pins just go they out just planned go. Yeah. every day, set amount of hours. Right. You know, and your pins are just going up on Pinterest constantly. Yeah. And you can send people to your blog. You can send people yeah. to your YouTube. You can send people to your shop. Wherever you want to send them, you can change that address through Tailwind yeah. with the photo. And, you know, you, you might get millions of views a, a month. It's, it's really, yeah. really a good method. Before we kind of move on to another topic, I just want to say, don't believe anyone who tells you that blogging is dead or any other similar sentiments. I have had so many people say that, oh, I'm going to quit blogging because it doesn't matter anymore. Or, or I'm not, everybody's on Instagram, so I'm not going to blog. And let me just tell you, I read an article and it said the very best time to have started a blog was in 2007, 2008. I started my blog in 2008. But those same experts will tell you that the next best time to start is now. Is now. Blogging is not dead. You need to have a landing place. Yeah. Even if you only update your blog once a month, you need to have some type of a site if you're going to have a business, whether you're long arming or anything, just a place where people can go. It is really important, even if you think you aren't getting views or you aren't right. getting comments or anything, you will never regret having right. a home base exactly. for all of your stuff. And it, and I was one of those people. I'm like, mom, I just, it's a <laughs> lot of work for, and, and I'm not getting anywhere with it. And I've been a lot more, I've been posting a lot more blog posts this year. It, yeah. you'll never regret having that. Right. Well, you'll never regret it. Let me push back just a little bit. I'm not saying that blogging is dead, but there are people that might be starting a business that, may not be natural writers or like writing, but you do need a website. Yes. And I think website, you, right. you, your blog is essentially your website, mom. Exactly. And you use yeah. it for, for, yeah. bo for both things. Right. You can access your Etsy, and I know you guys do your sales on Etsy, um, but even if you don't blog a lot, definitely, you know, if, you, if you're serious about it, website design is key right. to make something that looks nice for people to come to where you where if you do start designing patterns to make something that's accessible there. So even if you're not like a natural writer, don't like the idea of writing, I, I think a lot of websites now do have little blog sections, even if it's not a, a, a natural blog, I guess. I don't know. Right. Yeah. There's something where, yeah, you can do little updates here and there and that's important to have. But if anything, having like, a website is definitely going to yes. be key website in today's slash, business world. Yes. Right. Website Agreed. slash blog. One, in combination with each other or yes, I agree. So, so important. And, you know, you look at even large companies and a lot of them have that they're, they're not a large company without having a website. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah. And yeah. it's easy to. You know, if you start getting a lot of questions about the same topic, you can put it there and then you can just always refer, refer people. Refer to it. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, there's a lot of freelance web designers that will help small businesses get yeah. started. Yes. You know, I mean, obviously, huge corporations or bigger businesses are going to spend a lot more money. 
right. on their website. But if you're just getting started, you don't need to spend a fortune on it. You can right. find someone that just knows what they're doing and, right. and help them or have them help you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I actually used designer blogs right at the beginning. And yeah. uh, they're still a, a small female owned company yeah. who they still design blogs for people. They have several different designers and I, I would recommend them to anybody. So, and I know there are other companies like that. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So if you were to, I mean, I know again, you started with the blog and, and, but if you, let's just say, what's the most important thing for a quilting business to start? Is it, if you're going to start a quilting business, does that mean you, you pretty much have to be at least a pattern designer or would you, could, you know, there are people that just buy and sell fabric, but that might be more brick and mortar. Um, yeah, like I feel what, like what's, where's the most important thing to start? I feel like once you, cause there's like kind of a few different ways you could go with that because say you're, you're going to be a long arm quilter. You're oh, that too. Yeah. yeah right. You're going in a totally different direction, right? but obviously long armors love quilts and right. love quilting patterns too, but their, their focus is like the long arm. But I agree if you want to start, if you want to be a business, a pattern designer, yeah, that's a hundred percent. I would start, like, I would say start a pattern company before you, like, started designing fabric just because I feel like they go hand in hand. Right. My story's a little bit different, but just because. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, I agree that. But, yeah, no. does that make sense? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, there are a few different ways you can, in the quilting world, start your business, right. which are different avenues and steps you would take. Right. Well, and I actually did some of the, you know, I did sewing for designers and yeah. pattern testing that's a really great way to get involved the problem is there are a lot of people trying to do that but just keep reaching out look yeah, keep for, reaching out I all the time I still see at least once every month or two I'll see some designer asking for sample makers yeah, or pattern still. testers and lots of motor designers that's that's a great way to kind of get your foot in the door and see if you're passionate about it yeah. see you know, if you're testing someone's pattern and you don't like it, you probably don't want to be a pattern writer. Yeah. Maybe you want to sell fabric instead, or maybe yeah. you want to just sew the quilt. But yeah, yeah, just keep your eyes open and follow the designers that you that you love what they're doing. Follow them on their different social media platforms and watch yeah. for those opportunities. Yeah. To I, I've loved seeing that. I've seen a couple people too who started out designing patterns they loved to quilt and right. thought, you wanna know what I want to design my own pattern. Right. But then I've seen a couple of those people move to, you wanna know what? I'm gonna design a pattern, but I'm also a wholesale buyer and I'm just going to kit my pattern. Right. And then they just sell kits of just their patterns. Right. And it's really cool. I've loved seeing that on yeah. social media. And I think too, if you're passionate about quilting, just keep looking at all the different niches until you find the one that you love the most yeah. because there are so many different ways you can go. Yeah, and definitely something you're passionate about. If the forefront of your mind is just money, I I just don't know if there's... Do it because you love it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like The money will follow. The money, right. yeah. thank you. The money will follow because when you are... I have this true belief, if you're passionate about something and creativity is something you're really passionate about it does follow because 
it follows creativity blooms and then that opens up. Yeah. It really does. I was just going to say the same thing. Don't worry that you're not creative enough. Creativity grows. It, it develops. Yeah. It changes. I feel like if it if evolves. nobody started because they didn't think they were good enough, we wouldn't have everything that we have out in the world. Exactly. So, and those thoughts that that you have that oh you're not it don't believe them. Like yeah. do it because you love it and push past that mentality because it's a really hard mentality to push past. I've definitely felt that. Right. And you know, just keep moving forward. Right. It's a and journey. I think that kind of moves us into the the fifth topic that we have here because with everything that we said, it's also important to say no sometimes. <laughs> and <laughs> That, that is something that took me a long time to learn. And I don't, if I said yes to something and I did it and I kept doing it, that's all on me. I, I'm not one of those people that is going to pass blame. But I do see in this industry a lot of people doing a lot of work and not getting paid probably what yes. they should. So learn to, and, and you know, sometimes you might want to do something for free because, hey, you're learning from it and you're getting yeah. experience. and. That's okay, but just know when it's time to stop that and move yeah. into being paid for yeah. for your experience. For your work. Yeah, and yes. I do, I will say, I have appreciated the times that I have, like, voluntarily joined right. something because I needed that experience. Right. And I needed to learn from that, and that was great. But I, the importance of saying no is huge. There are sometimes... It's not worth it. Yeah. You just, but yeah. And recognizing that you want to know what my work is valuable. Right. My time is valuable. Right. That I need to be paid for this. Right. And you will get really burned out really quickly if you just keep saying yes to things that don't actually right. bring you joy and fulfill you. And yeah. it's okay to pass up on things. Yeah. I think for a long time, I even was complaining because I'm like, oh, I said yes to this. And that's when mom introduced me to Gregory McEwen's yeah. book, Essentialism. And yeah, yeah, it's, I take, I make just specific things priorities and yeah. I say no a lot more often, but I say, I'm happy to say yes to the things I'm super excited about. Right. So, right. I yeah. love his advice where he says, if, do you want to do this tomorrow? Yes. And if you don't want to do it tomorrow, say no, because even yes. if sometimes I think we say things, yes to things that are three months down the yeah, road. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this isn't until September. Right. You know, it's. And you and you say yes, and then it gets August and you start dreading yes, what you have you to do. This. That you had this commitment and you just don't want to yeah. do it. And yeah, so always before you say yes, say, would I do this this afternoon yeah. or tomorrow? I love, I so I should have remembered that one. Yeah, would I, yeah, would I do this, would I be happy to do this this afternoon or by tomorrow? Right. And if it is not by tomorrow, say no. Yes. It is okay. <laughs> but and this I, is all coming from a business perspective because, you know, just just keep that in mind because yeah. if, if you're not just as a business uh, if you're not looking at it as a business and you do it as a hobby, then obviously you're not doing it for money at all. Right. So yeah. I'm just saying, but, this but I think is you, only can, a business you can take it though from a hobby perspective too, because you don't want you, you don't want to burn out your passion for something because you do yeah. too much. True. And you know, it's just saying no, not because of the money. You're just saying no because of the time yeah. right. and you don't want to overextend yourself and have, 
yourself doing 20 different things and you can really only handle 10 or something. Exactly. I'm glad you brought this up. I just had an email this past week of someone telling me how much they loved the new patterns and things and that they had bought actually this Friendly Blooms. They bought this one and they said, I won't be making it now because I already had things coming up, but I really, really love this pattern, but you know, I'm not going to be making it now. And I think, yeah, you can be overwhelmed with all of the new, all of the things that are you, that you're seeing on social media. And I have, I have to make this because it's new and it's exciting, but no, you gotta, I mean, I'm thinking like if someone really liked your patterns and your fabric, but maybe they like three other designers, fabrics and pattern. I mean, you're looking at like 20 quilts and like, I kind of, I don't know, but I'm sure there's people that can do it, but I'm, I'm also thinking you probably got to <laughs> choose your top two from each person and make those because you, do. you might not yeah. have enough time. And then, then you'll get to a point where you're not even enjoying right. doing that what stuff. What you're doing, your, your yeah. passion. Yeah, or, totally. Or, yeah, like what I'm going to do with this quilt. I'm going to make three blocks and make yes. it a wall hanging. Yeah, she's not making the whole quilt. I love because that. Because I, I don't have time to make all the quilts I love. Yeah, and it's almost like you're compromising with yourself. Right. Okay, let's compromise. I love this so much. Right. But I have a bunch of other things on my plate. Right. Let's do a wall hanging. Right. And Let's I think do it a would table be runner. Super let's... cute as a wall hanging. Yes, it will totally even a a nine block wall hanging if you wanted a bigger one would be you know maybe i'll make the three block and then i will say wow i really want a nine block for my kitchen you know who knows you compromise yeah so yeah but yeah the importance of saying no just in life in general like you know billy brought up with a hobby but also in life yeah there are limitations yes that we all have yeah. And I just someday wish Greg would like magically appear on our podcast. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He would you be never cool. know. You <laughs> never know. Actually, Laura Vanderkam has a book coming out. It's called Tranquility by Tuesday. I think it comes out in September. Oh, yeah. And she has these nine different... I was able to be in a focus group. You told me this. Yeah. Yes. So she has these nine different steps for your week, but it really applies to your personal life and your business. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, when that book comes out, I'll be recommending it to everyone. <laughs> so yes, but yeah, I hope some of these tips have been helpful for any of you who are thinking about turning part of your Christmas, Christmas, <laughs> part of your <laughs> quilting passion into a business yeah. in some form or another, or, you know, I feel like sometimes we do that you know, there. I just thought of something else. There are people that just bind people's quilts for them for yes. a fee. Yeah, yeah. they. There are. There That's are, so cool. Yeah, and I can't remember what. Mom, I are heard. you saying something? No, no. But <laughs> I heard the going rate, and it's, I'm like, wow, I could, you know. Yeah, she could really. Uh, we do trade photography. Yes. Just letting everyone know. Yes. But mom, I mean, so I don't just know. Quilt, gonna... There's there's actually a market for quilt binders. Yes, for people who will just do the binding. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Mom even told me after my last one, she. It's like, my arm is so sore. Yeah. He said, that was a big quilt. Yeah. Sorry. And you charge Probably by was. the inch. Yeah. So, you know, oh, interesting. I, I think it's like 22 cents an inch is the going rate. Wow. What? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So that, this is awesome. So, hey, new quilting business ideas, you guys. Well, yeah, so I think yeah, that's it would good. be, you know, quite a bit of money. <laughs> Mom's like, hey, hey, that is a... Uh, the photography as well. Take me to it. lunch, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No. Actually, I do owe her some pictures that I got to get her today. So, so. Well, and Hopefully I was going to go back to 
when you were talking about social medias, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, uh, all these things that there's a visual aspect to it, I think in quilting that's, and that's sort of why we were talking about it because you have to have a visual aspect to a quilting business because right. it's all, I mean, that's, it's art. It's, you're looking at it. You need to see the colors. You need to see the fabric. You need to see the designs. Right. And I just wanted to mention that is like, that's why you guys were talking about those different things earlier is, and that's why we do this podcast on a video format also. I mean, obviously like the last 25 minutes of this podcast, you, you didn't really need to see anything. You could just yeah. listen to right. us talking right. about it, but earlier seeing Chelsea's quilt, showing right. the listeners quilts. There is a very important part of, I believe the quilting industry where the visuals, you know, super important. So that's why it's also important to look at those things like website and other ways to show your work, whether you are a long arm quilter, designing patterns, doing something with fabric or even binding, showing the work that you do right. will be important for people to see. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And it, it is helpful to have photography skills, but you know, with, with modern phones, it's really put good photography, made it available to everyone. Yeah. You don't have to buy a DSLR. Yeah. Uh, to have, take a good picture anymore. I actually so. just finished making presets. Oh. So that when I edit your our quilting pictures, oh. I just click on the preset and it's already done. Wow, I didn't know you knew how to do that. I know how to do that. Wow. I'm going to teach you how. Yes, I need to learn. <laughs> I'm really like, yeah. Awesome. I was very excited. It's so nice. Oh, fun. Okay, well, is there anything else we want to No, out? I thought that that episode was great. I, was I loved good. all these things that we talked about. And again, you know, we do get these emails and these questions all the time. Now we'll be able to refer people to this episode. Yeah. And mm -hmm. We'll be back with our regular quilting. Yeah. <laughs> or, or if there's any other like ideas that other listeners have heard of, of, of quilting businesses or yeah. other things you can do to make Bring money in up. the quilting industry, leave it in the comments. And, yeah. you know, we can review yeah. those and see if there's anything else that we... We didn't even think of. Yeah. Especially, I felt like we could have kept talking. I, right. There's so much more I could still talk about. But Yeah. And especially with the holidays coming up, there may be those of you who are looking for ideas to make a little extra money. And yeah. if people share in the comments, that would be a great way yeah. for you to, you know, I know a lot of people can sell small handmade objects at craft fairs yeah. and do really well during the holiday season. Yeah. So. Yeah, lots of ideas. If yeah. you have an idea, like Billy said, please leave your feedback please. and questions and everything. Yeah. Okay. Well, our next episode is going to be airing on August twenty second. We're, we're going to have a fifth up, a mm -hmm. third episode yep. this month, Three right? Three episodes yeah. in August. Okay. So, so listener questions. Listener questions please. for the 29th. Mm -hmm. Please send them yeah. in as soon as possible. I've had a few DMs and emails with some, so I'll get those to you. Okay. Yeah, because we'll probably tape those two episodes. This we usually tape a listener question episode along with yeah another episode. So yeah, the sooner yeah that we can get those, the better. <laughs> All right. So thank you for joining us today. This was an awesome topic. I felt like yeah about quilting business. So thanks so much for stopping by. Bye.